From the Ohio News Network, this is Ohio Sports Magazine. Now here's your host, Matt Andrews. Greetings and welcome to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Thanks for joining us for another episode. It's Buckeye Football Bye Week. And that means a chance to catch up on the front third of the season. Austin Ward is my guest for this week's Ohio Sports Magazine to talk about Buckeye Gridiron. You can follow Austin, who has covered the college landscape all over the country. His handle is at Award Sports. He's with Dotting the Eyes, the podcast, and most importantly, with our flagship station here in Columbus. Austin, it's a bye week. I hope you're enjoying the week. A little bit of a pause button, but not too much. Do you do you try to enjoy the football this weekend still, even though you're not working? Yeah, I wish there were actually some bigger games Uh for this off weekend for Ohio state, but I sure will. Uh, it's, it is quieter, but, uh, Ohio state football never truly stops. So the content machine keeps churning and we start looking towards a busy October for the Buckeyes. You were there part of one of the great venues in all of college football last week in South Bend. Can you just give me kind of a lead up to your week, your travels there, your experience? We'll get into the game, but uh, the weather was perfect, and it was just a wonderful night, if, especially if you had a, a vested rooting interest at all, and maybe you do, maybe you don't, but uh, in Ohio State, how that game ended. Yeah, it was really cool. I had never, Matt, covered a game in South Bend. So there had been, you mentioned, you know, my career before coming to Columbus. Uh, there had been a couple opportunities for teams that uh, I, I may have been able to come go cover a game there at Notre Dame Stadium before that hadn't quite worked out and uh one of them was moving to cover ohio state the year that tennessee was going to play at notre dame so i had just kind of missed that opportunity and this is one of those bucket list uh stadiums uh cathedrals whatever you however you want to describe it you know seeing touchdown jesus massive tailgate out there outside the stadium on saturday uh you know primetime game and then you know two iconic uh helmets out there on the field that part was really really cool uh and i have uh, a friend who lives in south bend uh, he was nine tenths of a mile from the stadium so we were able to go over on friday like hotels are impossible to come by there uh yeah or I, even I feel, close to there <laughs> yeah I, I feel for the rest of my you know media colleagues or ohio state fans who wanted to travel into the game and stay at a hotel uh, that was really not possible um but i was fortunate that we were able to go and stay with friends and experience you know, some of the things around South Bend on Friday and then, uh, you know, game day and everything on Saturday. I wouldn't say everything was perfect over there. I would, I think that uh, no one wants to hear media complaints, but waiting in line 45 minutes to get a credential to get in the stadium made working a little bit more challenging for what we do before the game. Uh, I think the rest of it made up for it. Just the, the, the atmosphere, the quality of the game, the finish, it was all, it was all special. It was all something that you, you know, for me and for Ohio State fans and everybody there, probably wearing scarlet and gray, they'll never forget it. Tongue-in-cheek, I think they just drowned out your response with the public address <laughs> and the stadium noise, which was piped into the scoreboard. Because every time there was a response from a Buckeye fan base or the band playing, they just raised the volume. But anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. Hey, <laughs> what you saw post-game, and maybe you didn't see a lot of it, but I saw you post game and you came out near where we were standing for interviews and mm -hmm. the reaction in that Buckeye locker room, you could hear it a couple of doors down. 
yeah. Coach Day and everything that went on with the Lou Holtz conversation. Is that the kind of reaction and I think the result that you can maybe hope could propel this team to incredible things just based on the togetherness of that postgame situation? I think it can be a launching pad. And, and Matt, we talked going into the game about that being, you know, the possibility for Kyle McCord if he was able to get a win on the road in any fashion, what that would do for him at the first, you know, his first first month as a starting quarterback. If the defense could continue the progress that they had shown through the first three weeks, which they did that as well uh, on Saturday night at Notre Dame. But uh, beyond that, I think there are a few moments and I remember this happening in 2012 for uh, Ohio State and Urban Meyer's first year where they they got a win. The score was similar. It was 17-16, I believe, at Michigan State. And they they had, all, you know, these cool things around it that were like that was the birth of a championship toast. And the way they talked after the game about proving their toughness on the road, like that was going to be a turning point for them moving forward. And they, they backed that up. Um, that's the key part of this. You still have to go into October – there's some big games looming. You're, you're going to play Penn State in, the end, in a couple of weeks. We know it's at the end of the regular season for Ohio State. You know that you can do it, and you know uh, that you've been through the fire, uh, and that can help you. But only if you think, okay, it's going to take more work to continue to do that and build on that. And I think that was a it's – a, it's two things. You, you recognize that the work you put in can pay off, and then you have to commit to continue doing it. And I think that – you know, th- that was as loud as I've heard the locker room after a road game for Ohio State uh, in a long time. So that that can energize the program. And the other part is that I think they probably needed this week off because they were pretty banged up from a, a really grueling physical challenge there. A little more with Austin Warwell. We continue here on the Ohio News Network. Your favorite website has a radio show. Correction, your favorite website that won't be blocked at work has a radio show. The 11 Warriors Radio Hour. Tuesday night at 8. Sponsored by Krieger Ford. Visit online at KriegerFord.com. The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Austin Ward is our guest as we welcome you back to the Ohio Sports Magazine Austin with the podcast, Dotting the Eyes, contributor here on our flagship station in Columbus. And Austin, a couple of things you talked about in the opening segment. Let's touch on Kyle McCord and his experience. You talked to him after the game for a little bit of time outside the locker room, but Mm -hmm. the confidence meter for this fellow has got to go up. What did you glean from what you heard from Kyle after the game? Yeah, one thing that I always knew about Kyle McCord and from my experience previous was that he just has a, an NFL professional mindset and approach. And, you know, I think the one thing that people wondered about Kyle McCord was, okay, he can do all those things. He has a, a big arm. What, what's, uh, what's in his blood? Uh, you know, how, how's the competitive mindset? What kind of leader could he be? And, I think Saturday night at Notre Dame on the road against a really good uh, Notre Dame defense shows you that he's not going to back down from any of those challenges and that the players around him on the Ohio State roster respond to the way he plays, the way uh, he competes, the way he talks in in the locker room. I think that he checked all those boxes. And I'm not saying that anybody was still on the fence of that, but 
he, he had a unique situation where Ryan Day let that quarterback battle or had that quarterback battle continue through training camp. Uh, that makes it tough to establish yourself as, hey, I am the guy here. Uh, he did get most of the reps, uh, virtually all of them of consequence, at Indiana in that win. Uh, and you could kind of see then that Ohio State was trending towards giving the reins to him full-time, but it still waited another game beyond that. And I think that that was a challenge to Kyle McCord, one that he took. Of course, the biggest test that he faced was the, that Irish game and needing to go, uh, you know, 65 yards in 86 seconds or whatever it was there. My, my math is off, but, uh, you know, the situation was, was difficult and he did not back down from it. That's, that's truly where you find out the leadership quality of somebody and he did not blink. Speaking of not backing down, what do you make of the whole Ryan Day Lou Holtz thing that we lo- that I didn't learn about until the network hit with Paul and Jim, but apparently it came up and we saw it later on NBC on the field and then in the press uh, conference post game. What do you make of all this? Yeah, I think or that, anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there is something to it in that not necessarily that it is Lou Holtz specific. I think that was the final straw. I think that. You know, Ryan Day has heard a lot of these criticisms, and it's not just come from national media. I think that there um, is an element locally uh, from the fan base, um, people being agitated over the two consecutive losses in the game at the end of the year. Uh, I I think he's heard all that. He's tried to ignore it, but it's the it's the specific term about toughness that really sets him off, and it could have. This was just the latest person to say it, and it came at an opportunity that was right before a really big game. And I think he latched onto that personally and as motivation for the Buckeyes. Because, to be quite honest, like it's ludicrous to suggest that that Ohio State roster and their coaching staff is not tough. Uh, you cannot survive one day in a Mickey Marotti mat drill if you are not tough. You cannot play in the scarlet and gray in front of a hundred thousand plus every week with sky-high expectations competing for a national championship if you are not mentally tough. Well, your C game is not good enough, right? You're exactly right. right. Yeah, like those things, if you can't handle that, uh, you can't be on Ohio State's roster in the first place, let alone to go play the game. So that part, I think, is silly. Do Do they always execute perfectly in short yardage situations offensively? No. Have they... Did they sometimes give up rushing yards that they wish they didn't on Saturday at Notre Dame? Sure. But those are not the mark of if you are a tough person or not, or if this is a tough Ohio State program. And I think that was the wording that really set off Ryan Day. And I I think that it goes back to what you talked about with the post-game rallying, Matt. This is, this is Ryan Day saying, we're not going to stand for that. And it's not fair what you're saying. But if you believe it, we're going to prove it wrong. And I think there's value for that. Wonderful points. We'll have a little more with Austin Ward. Buckeye Beat, he's with Dot in the Eyes, the podcast, and our flagship at Columbus. More when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Are you starting to question your gambling or the actions of someone you love? It may be time to talk to someone who understands. Call the Problem Gambling Helpline today and talk to a trained specialist. There's no judgment and no commitment. Plus, it's completely free and confidential. We're here for you. You are not alone. And remember, we all have the power to change with the Problem Gambling Helpline of Ohio. Make the call today. Call the Problem Gambling Helpline of Ohio at 1-800-589-9966. 
Have you experienced foot or ankle pain during or after sports, running, or exercising at the gym? Nagging aches in your foot or ankle that won't go away? Podiatric physicians can provide you with important foot care solutions, shoe inserts, or show you how to support your feet and ankles so you're able to compete or exercise comfortably. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and have been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Fall is for tree planting. Successful tree planting includes following the Ohio tree planting specifications. The Ohio Chapter International Society of Arboriculture, Ohio Green Industry Association, Ohio State University Extension, and Ohio Department of Natural Resources Division of Forestry have endorsed the Ohio tree planting specifications. Visit trees4ohio.org to learn more about the planting guidelines. That's trees4ohio.org. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. This Saturday, educators around the state are coming together to celebrate Public Education Matters Day. But Ohioans know Public Education Matters every single day of the year. Please join us in recognizing the difference great public schools make on our lives and communities. And let's say thank you to dedicated public school educators who make that possible. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. I don't know what I want to do. I'm just not sure that college is right for me. Have you considered a career in dental assisting? I love my job as a dental assistant. I have flexible work hours, the money is good, and I get to work in a professional, people-oriented dental office. What I really love about my job is knowing that I give people a healthy smile. For more information about becoming a dental assistant, contact your high school guidance counselor. Or if you are no longer in school, talk to a dentist in your community or visit OD. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. Our one affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. Haley Kirby reporting in downtown Toledo. In the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate WKYC-TV in Cleveland explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you Download your favorite podcast from the Ohio News Network. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Austin Ward, Ohio State B-Rider, is our guest as we continue along on the Ohio Sports Magazine a Buckeye bye weekend, so we're catching up on what happened in South Bend, the front third of the season. Austin, what do you make of Chip Trainum? Clearly he's the the 1A, 1B, or 2A, whatever you want to say, behind the starter, Travion Henderson, who had a nice game and a great run at Notre Dame. But what do you make of Trainum, his playing time, what he means to this offense, and the look he gave them on that final walk-off play? <laughs> I, I think Chip Trainum is a really cool story. Uh, going back to his recruitment, you know, he's somebody, you know, f- from Akron that you know, in-state guy wanted to play running back in Ohio State said, ah, we think you're more of a linebacker. Uh, they loved his athleticism. No question about that. They wanted him, to be, to, wanted him to be part of the program, but he didn't necessarily agree with their assessment of where he should play. So he leaves for Arizona State. He has, you know, decent success there as a power five running back. And then, you know, he kind of thinks in his mind, maybe Ohio State was right. Maybe linebacker is the place that I should be at. Uh, he wants to come back home and play for the Buckeyes, and he and he 
does so. Alec goes in the transfer portal, and he's going to linebacker. It looked like he was going to be a pretty good one down the road. Um, but the combination of injuries at running back a year ago for Ohio State and having Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers and Cody Simon still around at linebacker made it harder to find the field. He jumps over there, fills in at running back, and, uh, and now everybody wins. Ohio State has him on the roster. Uh, he gets to show that he could be a running back at the championship level for the Buckeyes, and then he scores a game-winning touchdown at Notre Dame. Like All of it is really cool. That's the Cliff Notes version. I think that his the fact that he can play on both sides of the ball shows you how versatile he is, um, but he, he can also do things like a tight end, uh, as a fullback, as a receiving threat out of the backfield. Uh, Ohio State can really use him in a variety of ways now moving forward, and I think his role will only continue to grow uh, heading into October and beyond. Austin, as we record this middle of the week, nothing yet updated on Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did see him after the game, a little bit hobbled, came back in the game, obviously, but that was kind of a lump in the throat moment when Travion streaking down the end. So I didn't even see it live. Look back and yeah. there's a guy down and I hear Paul and Jim talking about Marvin. Your thoughts on that injury, obviously a great sign just to have him on the field again in that game. Yeah, I was, I was really surprised that he did come back on the field. Uh, he went right into that tent. I was, you know, Ohio State's defense is on the field, and my eyes are trained over on, on that tent. I'm sure you were trying to peek down in there, Matt. But Me and uh, about eight others, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, And then when he came back out, initially uh, I watched, and the training staff did not want to give him back his helmet, and he was kind of trying to yank it back out of their hands, and then he – you know, jogged down the sideline. He jumped up and down a couple times. It was heavily taped and went back out there. And he was not a uh, full alien style Marvin. Uh, you could tell that he wasn't a hundred percent, but he was gutting it out. He made a huge catch on the game winning drive. Uh, we, as you mentioned, uh, I think the next day, once the adrenaline was gone, uh, there was going to be some more swelling and pain for him. I think the, the off date came at an ideal time for him to get ready uh, it, it is just a sprain. They checked everything out. There was nothing more severe than that. Um, and, and Ohio State will be careful. They're not going to push yeah. him through practices during the off date until he's fully ready to go. He's too important. He He's dealt with a lot more injuries than I think he's ever led on publicly. He started uh, talking about that a little bit before the Notre Dame game with the ankle injury he had a year ago. He had you know a, a little bit of a tweak with his knee during training camp. He took the big shot in the opener at Indiana. This kid, again, when we talk about toughness, he is not afraid to play through pain uh, to, to get out there for Ohio State, and, and he did that again on Saturday. Also, I want to touch on the defense in our final couple of minutes. Your impressions, obviously, they were stellar in the first half. They got run on a bit in the second half of Notre Dame. But in the first mm-hmm. third of the season, this defense, I think, has exceeded even a higher expectation than we saw some last year. Your thoughts? Yeah, it, it, look. Ohio State's offense has not played to its full capacity, but they they don't have to right now because the Silver Bullets uh, have given up 34 total points in four games. I mean, that's you're going to win a lot of football games that way. Like that seems pretty obvious, but uh, this is this is one of the better outfits in the country. Uh, and I think what what's enjoyable about it for Jim Knowles is that he has faith in all three levels. I don't he doesn't have we can nitpick the pass rush, but the defensive line has been really stout against the run. The linebackers, there was never any doubt. Those are two, in Tommy and Steele, two of the best All-American caliber linebackers that you're going to find. And last year, I think a lot of the 
you know, hand-wringing was about the secondary, which was banged up at corner. They weren't ever really fully healthy there. Safeties gave up a couple big plays, but that's not happening right now. Josh Proctor is a big part of that at safety. He's he's healthy and playing the best football of his life after, you know, getting into a year six with the Buckeyes. Denzel Burke has been an absolute uh, monster at quarterback uh, for Ohio State. They've added Davis Nigbenosin over there, and then they've they've supplemented with some unique pieces rotating in with Sonny Styles and Jordan Hancock and some of the various nickel packages. Like all three units are playing at a high level and you have to, to be putting up the kind of numbers that this Ohio state defense has through the first month of the season. Austin, the next trio in our final minute, you've got Maryland at home at Purdue, Penn state at home. We know Penn state is a really good football team. Is that Maryland game a little bit of, Hey, don't forget about us. Now we, quietly are still contending in this division and could be a, a, a the quote-unquote trap game maybe for Ohio State a homecoming? Yeah, I, I tell you what, Matt. Maryland always has Ohio State yeah. I know that they, they've played some some tighter games. Um, most of those have been in College Park. Um, but especially after last year, I don't think it'll be a big issue uh, for Ohio State. They know that they were pushed by them. Uh, and you can look at their record, assuming that you know, as we talk right now, that game is, is not a, a final on the scoreboard yet, but I mean, Maryland could be rolling into the horseshoe as a ranked team that's unbeaten. So that would absolutely have Ohio State's attention. And I think you look back to all the things we talked about. If if you want Notre Dame to be a turning point for a championship team, you can't have any trap games. You can't take anybody lightly. Uh, probably the one that's most likely to be overlooked there is going on the road to Purdue, but guess right. what? The Buckeyes have found out the hard way that you can't take that for granted as well. So There's a history uh, there, isn't there? Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. So you look at these Penn State, that's no problem. And I think that, you know, this you have to find ways to continue to motivate yourself uh, if you're Ohio State, if you want to compete at the highest level. And I think that there will be some easy ways for them to find that with those first two opponents that you mentioned specifically. You motivate us daily with your reporting. Thanks, Austin. We appreciate your insight. Great job. Thanks, buddy. Buckeye beat writer Austin Ward from Dotting the Eyes, the podcast, and our flagship station in Columbus. More of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. If you're obsessed with fantasy sports and gambling things, we have the slightly above average radio show for you. On the Money with Dave Bill and Scotty Vegas. Presented by Bud Light. Sunday morning at 9 on The Fan. Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. Now let's check in on Cleveland. Eric Reeser joins us from the Ohio News Network. Talking with Tyvis Powell, who's a national champion defensive back at The Ohio State University, former NFL safety, currently an analyst on the Cleveland Browns radio network. And you can see him Saturdays on the Big Ten tailgate right on the Big Ten network. Tyvis will start in Cleveland, and the Browns look pretty dominant defensively in their 27-3 win over the Titans last Sunday. What did you make of Cleveland's defense from week one to week three? I mean, they've been pretty consistent. You know, they are a very dominant group. Um, you know, listening to them talk in the post game, you know, they, they talk about how they are free. They are so loose 
they're not thinking a lot. And we can see the reaction of these guys when we watch them play. These guys are just flying around, getting to the ball. You could, The best thing is that Miles Garrett is loving to play football again. You've seen him on the one play, got mess, got to messing around with the uh, tight ends, kept getting up and moving and kept going back and forth just to mess with him. And that's something that we really haven't seen out of Miles. So Miles is absolutely loving football. And because of that, I think that this defense is ready to fly. No, no, we'll go back to something that we had talked about a couple weeks ago where before the game Monday night against the Steelers, it was Mike Tomlin that gave credit to Cleveland's secondary uh, for their week one win against the Cincinnati Bengals. And that for me, Ty, was outside of, of course, Miles Garrett causing offenses to call timeouts because he's just walking around in the defensive backfield. For that secondary in Cleveland, Tyvis, what are you seeing from that group compared to what you did in week one, even compared to what you did last season? I think that... This team, this secondary has always been amongst one of the top talented ones. But for some reason, before this season, it, it never manifested. They never played as a group. You know, it'd be one game where Denzel would have a good game, but the other two was just okay. And But I think for this season so far, all of them have come in and contributed to winning. I mean, they are playing very tight coverage, making plays on the ball, Dale Pitt is looking like one of the best safeties in the National Football League. There's absolutely nothing that he can't do, which is really great. Um, and I think that that's what we're seeing. I just think it's just the attitude change for them. These guys are aggressive. They know they are one of the best, and they're playing like it. And, you, and I love seeing the swaggy celebrations, the dances after making plays. That gets me fired up, Eric. I wish I was still playing. Full disclosure, uh, Tyvis and I are both born and raised Browns fans. Uh, and, and Tyvis, I think it was the best game for Deshaun Watson as the Cleveland Browns starting quarterback. What did you see in the final two, uh, go two and a half quarters this past Sunday against the Titans that gave you confidence Watson can be that $230 million man the Browns fans are looking for? I think that for me, when I watched him, he realizes that he has to be the guy. You know, you don't have the luxury of having Nick Chubb to give the ball to. And I think that he was like, he's ready to accept that challenge. Um, in Houston, he, it was really just him and D-Hop. You know, he was the guy. They didn't really have a running game. In Clemson, I don't know. I don't think he really had much of a running game there either. So he's best suited when he is the guy that has to get things done. And I think that he was able to step up to that challenge. He was much more level-headed in this game. He still had that one error throw backwards, but you didn't see him trying to improvise a lot. He kind of took what the defense was giving him, and then as as – Time went on in that game. His confidence kept getting better and better, and it opened up that deep bomb to Amari Cooper to kind of ice the cake. I think that's the guy that we're used to seeing, and that's the guy who I think we're going to see moving forward because if this team has any Super Bowl aspirations, that's going to be who he has to be. Tyvis, going into week four of the NFL season, I don't think anybody had the AFC North shaping out like it has, except for maybe Steelers fans, because they always believe that Pittsburgh can win the Super Bowl. But for Steelers, Ravens, and the Browns, two and one. For the Bengals, one and two. Of those four teams, Tyvis, what's been the most surprising start in your mind? Well, I think it has, you, you want to say Cincinnati, but I believe Cincinnati started 0-2 last year. I think that the Cincinnati thing is the one that sticks out the most because they're such a talented group of guys. They've been together for for many years now, and with guys like T. Higgins having those that contract year and could potentially be his last year in the Cincinnati uniform, he was hoping that these guys go out there and and, and you know do something special, and it just has not been that this season. And really, the story of the NFL season, Tyvis, has been off the field. 
Is Travis Kelsey scoring a date with Taylor Swift the greatest accomplishment by a single <laughs> Cleveland sports figure in history? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Nope, it's not. Uh, I think that, um, that something that's better than that was probably the Cavs winning the championship. I think that's, that's better than what Travis Kelsey has accomplished. Although individual performance, it is really nice. I mean, I think I've seen he got a 400% sale increase in Jersey. So it's amazing what the Swifties can do for you. Yeah, 400% increase in Jersey sales from one week to the next. And then about an 800,000 follower increase on his Instagram account. So nobody doing it better right now than Travis Kelsey. Tyvis Powell, my guest, the national champion defensive back at The Ohio State University, former NFL safety, a current analyst on the Cleveland Browns radio network. And of course, see him Saturdays on the Big Ten tailgate on the Big Ten network. Let's pivot to the Big Ten. And for Ohio State, a they eked out a 17-14 win this past weekend against then Number nine, Notre Dame, Tyvis. What did you see from Kyle McCord that you liked in the last 90 seconds of that performance, considering it was one of only a handful of starts he's ever made in college? You know what I like this, that I see? I like the fact that in the, when defeat was right there, look at him dead in the eyes, he didn't blink. You know, this is a guy who – all right, so if you've been an Ohio State football player before – Coach Mick has these sessions in the weight room where they make you hold on to this rope and they shake this rope. They have like five people pulling you this rope. I've seen guys get turned and pulled all the drug around the whole weight room. But the objective is to not win that. You're not going to beat five other guys. The objective is no matter how hard it gets, never let go of the rope. And I think we got to watch that in real time with Kyle McCord. As bad as it looked, I mean, he faced third and 15, fourth and seven a couple of times. And that in that last drive, and he never accepted defeat. He continued to fight, and he continued to make plays. And I think that with that, I was like, you know what? This guy can be a great quarterback at the Ohio State University. I think Ryan Day made the right decision making that guy the, the quarterback at Ohio State. And he has my 1,000% confidence moving forward in this season because not it's a lot of quarterbacks that come to Ohio State. Don't know many that could have got that could have pulled off that game when a drop in the fashion that he did facing what he faced. Tyvis Powell, my guest, national champion DB at the Ohio State University, former NFL safety. Hear him uh, every weekend on the Cleveland Browns radio network and see him Saturdays on the Big Ten tailgate on the Big Ten network. Tyvis, thanks so much for your time, bud. Thank you. Go Bucks. Thanks, Eric. Up next, we head south here in the Buckeye State. Paul Keels checks in on Cincinnati. Right here on the Ohio News Network. Morning juice. I saw this quote on the board at Ohio State. I'm going to change the words to make it change the vernacular. If you don't feel like crap, go harder. <laughs> Mike Vrabel. Morning juice. Sponsored by Affinity Whole Health. Weekday mornings at six. Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. Now let's go to Paul Keels on the Ohio Sports Magazine, checking in on Cincinnati. We get a chance to talk with Jeff Carr from the Locked on Reds podcast, and we encourage you to check it out if you've not done so. A lot of great information for those that are Reds fans. Obviously, between the time we record this and when it airs, we won't know what will have happened with a wild card race. We will hope for the best. But Jeff, just some other subjects to throw at you. Uh, just your thoughts on what it's been like as a Reds fan this year and a lot of us that fall into that camp to see meaningful baseball played by this team at the end of September. 
It has been an amazing year, Paul. I mean, we, we talk about this a lot on the show, but we came into the season expecting the Reds to, you know, just be lucky to avoid 100 losses. And I, I said back in March, I said 75 wins. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I think this club's going to give to us. And, you know, there's going to be some fun parts, but ultimately it's going to be a losing season. And it's never, I mean, really, really since Matt McClain got called up, it's never felt that way. I, I think that the young talent that Nick Kroll compiled really kind of debunks the myth because we've, we've seen it over the last decade of, well, the, the Reds got these promising prospects and then nothing comes of them. And so everyone was super numb to it this year. And then it all happens at once. It's, it's almost as if everything caught up on itself in a good way. And I mean, it's been, it's been an awesome year to be going down to the ballpark and seeing all of these different uh, debuts and stuff. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of memorabilia that people have uh, racked (laughs) up this season. No question. And Jeff, you talked about calling these young players up and we discussed it earlier in the summer, a little bit of a different mode of operation for this front office, getting those guys up here when in the past there was a lot of seemingly hesitation to do that. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely even go back to Nick Senzel, where it seemed like he was an advanced prospect whenever the Reds drafted him, and you kind of thought he would move through the system pretty quickly. And while his minor league career ultimately wasn't that long, it still felt as though the Reds sort of pushed everything back. And then they kind of, you know, they they messed around with what position he was going to play. And I kind of feel like that was just a microcosm for how the Reds developed talent up until the last couple of years, once Dick Williams really started to reorganize and Nick Kroll finished the reorganization of this player development, that's really where we've seen the fruits of this organization. Yes, it helps to have talents like Ellie De La Cruz and, and, and Noel V. Marte and the power of Christian Encarnacion Strand and just the, the overall amazingness that is Matt McClain. But there's also a strength in the way that this team this organization directs those guys' development now. And it's very evident on the field whenever everyone that gets called up seemingly has a breakout debut. Matt McLean's setback during his rehab, that certainly was something unfortunate to see. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a surprise, although I remember uh, a couple of years ago, Johnny Cueto was dealing with an oblique injury, and it basically sapped his entire year for what looked like a very promising season. And those things are nothing to shake a stick at. I mean, the soft tissue injuries, uh, you know, in in any sport really are just so hard to deal with because, you know, some days the the guy's going to wake up and he's going to be like, man, I'm ready to go. I feel good. And then he goes. And then the next day he can't move. And there's just a lot that goes into these types of injuries. And I really am glad that, um, it's it, it was super evident immediately. They're shutting him down. They even mentioned, you know, like that. That's it. We're not even going to. We're, we're going to rule out a playoff return as well because I mean, he needs to get right. This is just his first year of many, and come back completely healthy for a roster that <laughs> I know. We keep saying this. Once it, once it gets healthy next year, it's going to be dangerous. <laughs> it certainly is. Seeing Ellie De La Cruz in the first game in Cleveland hit a couple of home runs and get off the snide. Is this good tonic for a young man that really has had to not only physically but mentally grow through the process of being a major leaguer, Jeff? It's never a bad time to have a multi-homer game, but <laughs> especially for Ellie De La Cruz. I mean, dude has been 
through the rigors of it. His first couple of weeks, he couldn't do anything wrong. And then for the next seemingly months, it felt like he couldn't do anything right. And when he got on base, he would get caught stealing or get caught in a rundown or something like that. So it was like any little thing he tried to do. And make no mistake about it, there is no one player on this roster that can affect the game more than L.A. De La Cruz can affect the game. But it just seemed like he, he went completely the opposite direction from where his debut was Superman-like to then it was as if he was just stuck holding a bar of kryptonite for the next month. So I, I really think that seeing that multi-homer performance is key. Plus, I zeroed in because I was very curious as to how he was hitting these because he kills fastballs, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the breaking stuff and the off-speed really messes with him. His first homer, change up. His second homer, curveball. Absolutely brilliant to see him kind of, you know, taking a little bit of a step forward. I'm not going to say that he's all the way back yet, obviously, but um, this is a guy that once he figured it out at every level of the minor leagues, there was no stopping him after that. Jeff Carr from the Locked on Reds podcast. We always appreciate your time, Jeff. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thanks, Paul, and go Reds. Thanks, Paul. We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Have you experienced foot or ankle pain during or after sports, running, or exercising at the gym? Nagging aches in your foot or ankle that won't go away? Podiatric physicians can provide you with important foot care solutions, shoe inserts, or show you how to support your feet and ankles so you're able to compete or exercise comfortably. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and have been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Fall is for tree planting. Successful tree planting includes following the Ohio tree planting specifications. The Ohio Chapter International Society of Arboriculture, Ohio Green Industry Association, Ohio State University Extension, and Ohio Department of Natural Resources Division of Forestry have endorsed the Ohio tree planting specifications. Visit trees4ohio.org to learn more about the planting guidelines. That's trees4ohio.org. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. This Saturday, educators around the state are coming together to celebrate Public Education Matters Day. But Ohioans know Public Education Matters every single day of the year. Please join us in recognizing the difference great public schools make on our lives and communities. And let's say thank you to dedicated public school educators who make that possible. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. I don't know what I want to do. I'm just not sure that college is right for me. Have you considered a career in dental assisting? I love my job as a dental assistant. I have flexible work hours, the money is good, and I get to work in a professional, people-oriented dental office. What I really love about my job is knowing that I give people a healthy smile. For more information about becoming a dental assistant, contact your high school guidance counselor. Or if you are no longer in school, talk to a dentist in your community or visit ODA. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. Our one affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. Haley Kirby reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate WKYC-TV in Cleveland explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download. Download your favorite podcast from the Ohio News Network.
Do you or any of your family members, neighbors, or friends own a property that you just want to be done with it? If so, call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000. 614-470-2000. Would it be convenient for you to take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. Call 614-470-2000. That's 614-470-2000. The Fan. The Fan. Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. It's the ultimate Cleveland sports show. And let's check in with our producer, Colin Berenger. Thanks, Matt. This week on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, it's week four in the NFL, and the Browns face the Ravens, and the guys break down how they would game plan to attack and defend Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. If I was going up against Lamar, what makes Lamar so dangerous is the ability to use his legs. So as great as our pass rush has been, it has been times where they've been flushed out of the pocket and it has created some lanes. You can't allow, you can't do that with Lamar because he's very dangerous with that. So if you're going to rush, I'm not saying rush, you do your best pass rush, but you cannot open up lanes. You have to rush together. I think this game is a big game for Dalvin Tomlinson and Jordan Elliott and whoever is at the defensive tackle. Yeah. Because if you can get that push from down the middle, that's, that's hard to deal with as a quarterback, having your center or your guard in your lap. And if you try to escape, now you got Zadarius on the outside and Miles, so there's really nowhere to go. You want to make Lamar become a pocket passer in this game. And if he beats you with his arm, then you can, you can salute to that. But you cannot, as much man-to-man coverage as we run, you cannot let him get outside that pocket and beat you with his legs because yeah. it'll be a long game. It's right. a tricky situation because this is the first different quarterback. The Browns haven't faced an athletic quarterback. No. The most athletic quarterback they've faced so far was Burrow, and he's nowhere near the athlete that Lamar yeah, is. Nine rushing and yards. He, and he was, you know, dealing with an injury and bad weather. Yeah. So they haven't dealt with the last two weeks. They've faced guys who are pocket, who don't move at all. But the Browns have to be who they are, G. They, I, I, do you expect them to change a lot of what they do? Because you're talking about playing differently. And I'm I guess they're playing differently. I'm but just they've saying, been playing very free and you, easy. And you it's have worked. to be very weary of how you rush. You if, you, if you, you get too far up the field right? and create the lane, he's gone. Yeah. But then again, Lamar Jackson under pressure has been known to panic and make mistakes. And if your linebackers can clean up and tackle as they have the last few weeks, I would send the pressure. You know. I would send it down the middle. I would send the pressure down the middle. How important are the linebackers in a game like this? Well, it depends on what the coverage is. If we're right. in if we're in zone, which usually when you go up against a scrambling quarterback, you're in zone so everybody can see the quarterback. Because if you're in man, your back's turned to him. He could take off running. Nobody see. It's what Mike Vick did. Yeah, so so in, expect less man this game. I do. Okay. I do because he's that dangerous. Um, but linebackers, if you got a spy, usually you put that spy on the guy, and you know you let your you do that. If you're gonna put a spy on, then you're free. To let your rushers do whatever they so want to still do, because ma- they, they'll too, right? flush him out the pocket and he'll just clean it up wherever he goes. That linebacker just do they him have that guy on this roster that can babysit Lamar Jackson and contain him? Uh, and who is it if they have him? You know who would be actually a, a decent guy at this? And they okay. call me crazy. J O K. Yeah, he's I athletic so. enough. To, he's athletic enough to get it done. 
To catch the full breakdown, just search the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube, subscribe to their page, and enjoy daily content covering all things Cleveland sports. We'll be back to wrap up this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue on the Ohio News Network. Sunday, a day of rest, relaxation, and Cleveland Browns football. Catch the Browns and Ravens from Baltimore. Live coverage starts Sunday at 11 with the Kick It One. Your radio home of the Browns, the fan. Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. That'll put a wrap on this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Our thanks again to my guest, Austin Ward, as well as our Locked On contributions this week. For Paul Keels, Eric Reeser, and Colin Berenger, I'm Matt Andrews. We'll have a new show for you next week right here on the Ohio News Network. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM 